talked to you know some of those brain scientists maybe uh late at night off the record <laughs> i think you'll, you'll find that there's about as big a diversity of opinion among brain scientists about the problem of consciousness as there is among philosophers that is almost everyone will recognize that at least right now we're not even close there's just this basic mystery how is it that all this processing in the brain gives rise to first person subjective experience you know the feeling of seeing of hearing this inner movie that we have in our mind so why is this hard problem of consciousness so hard i mean wh why is it so hard for for science for neuroscience for cognitive science to explain this subjective experience this first person experience one way to think about it is that science is set up from the start to be objective we gather our data and we can all make the same measurements and that works so well in physics biology even some areas of the science of the mind but consciousness by its nature is subjective it's not something you can directly measure i don't even know for sure but i'm talking to you that you're conscious i <laughs> believe you are i take your what you say as some kind of evidence for it but i can't measure it directly we can only get at it indirectly so i think about this science is basically all about gathering what we might call third person data traditionally data equally accessible to everyone consciousness really involves what we might think of as first person data are you talking about the limits of materialism i mean the idea that the mental is nothing more than brain mechanics is that part of your critique here it is yes um you know one of the big issues in the philosophy of the mind is well, is the mind just the brain i mean is a physical process is enough to explain what's in your mind and what's in your consciousness and i've been you know somewhat reluctantly led to the conclusion that in fact materialism doesn't have the resources to fully explain consciousness i mean the, the materialist view says basically there's a few fundamental properties in the world space and time and mass and charge and a few laws that connect them and everything can ultimately be explained in terms of that yeah, everything in chemistry biology ultimately can be reduced to the properties right. of physics but um when it comes to consciousness this reductionist program doesn't succeed so my own view is we should take something like consciousness as a primitive element of the world a fundamental property if you like in the way that physics takes space and time and mass and charge now that's fascinating i mean you're you're suggesting that consciousness may have its own fundamental property of, of nature so to speak basically yes maybe some other weird property some other weird new properties proto consciousness which could uh, <laughs> somehow produce consciousness but we do need to expand the ontology of fundamental properties that's my view it's you know physics is meant to be a theory of everything fundamental properties that explains everything but if it turns out it doesn't what we have to do as scientists is to is to expand our primitives so what would that fundamental property of consciousness be well at this point we really don't know so I mean, we're really in the realm of of speculation and i get to do this speculation because i'm a philosopher but <laughs> i can't say we're we're not remotely close yet to the point where we have the details of a theory i mean i'll be i'll be happy if we have it in 50 years you know it could be uh 200 years but for a fundamental theory of consciousness what you need is a theory that connects these fundamental physical properties like space time charge and so on to consciousness we don't have that theory yet but if we did maybe that would be a theory of consciousness David Chalmers is a philosopher at the Australian National University you'll find Steve's full uncut interview with Chalmers on our website at ttbook.org/meetyourmind David Eagleman is a renaissance man not only a best-selling novelist but also a rising star in the world of neuroscience in his book incognito he explores what he calls the secret lives of the brain why most of the real action in the brain 
is happening below the level of the conscious mind. And Strange Champs talked with Eagleman about this remarkable three pounds of wet matter. Mystery number one is why we have any sort of unified sense of self at all. I'm calling this the team of rivals framework for thinking about the brain because something I've been interested in for years is how is it that you can argue with yourself and cajole yourself and make deals with yourself? If you're at a party and somebody offers you chocolate cake, part of you wants that chocolate cake and part of you says, no, don't eat it, you're going to get fat. You can have this argument with yourself. And then finally you might say, okay, fine, I'll eat it, but only if I go to the gym tomorrow. But who exactly is talking with whom here? <laughs> isn't, isn't it all you somehow? And so this got me thinking. It can only be understood in terms of competition between competing parts that all have their own goals. That team of rivals phrase you borrowed, I assume, from a historian, Doris Kearns Goodwin, who used...